What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to Raised by Giants, where we talk all things spirituality. I'm Ryder Lee. Tonight's guest is Dr. Kimberly McGeorge. Before I introduce her, just a reminder, Raised by Giants is now available on Odyssey as a backup channel. So if you don't want to watch the show on YouTube, you can follow the show on Odyssey or both. The link is in the description. You can also listen to the show on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you listen to podcasts and download episodes individually on Spreaker.com. The downloads go directly to your device, so you'll always have them and you can listen to them at any time. Uh, Many options to watch or listen to the show, so please drop a follow on any and all podcast platforms, even if you primarily only watch and listen here on YouTube, and hit the follow on Odyssey too. Thank you guys so much. All the links are in the description. Also, I did an interview on Spiritually Raw last week with Jay and April, That should be up today or tomorrow. If you guys want to check that out, I'll put the link in the description. If it's not in the description now, check back tomorrow or later in the week. It should be there. So I hope you guys enjoy that one. So without further ado, introducing this week's guest, Dr. Kimberly McGeorge. She is an internationally renowned neuropathic doctor, energy healer, remote viewer, paranormal expert, and consciousness teacher. Her extensive client list includes some of the world's most talented healers, and for the past 25 years, she has worked on thousands of people around the world. It's an honor and a pleasure to have her. Hello, and welcome to the show, Dr. Kimberly. How are you doing? I am wonderful. Thank you so much. Congratulations. That's a big audience to speak to, Jay and April's show. So congratulations on that. Uh, Thank you so much. It was wonderful having them. I'm going to try and have them on my show uh, next month, too. 
Uh, it's uh, really an honor and a pleasure to have you. Uh, you're right up my alley with uh, your bio describes everything that really interests me. So we're going to get into all that. But since it's your first time on the show, maybe give the audience uh, a little bit of a background on you and your awakening process, because I think it's important for people to share about these things because we all awaken differently, you know, within our own process. And I always love listening to people's awakening stories. So to see how similar or, or different they are to my own. So please give your awakening uh, story, Dr. Kimberly. Yeah, I love how you say the word awakening because I think awakening is a process that doesn't end. It doesn't really begin. It's, it's a constant, especially if you are, you know, a fire creation spirit and you kind of started semi-awakened, which I'll get to in a minute. I just think that you have this like drive to know the truth and to, um, you know, understand this reality and beyond. So I can, I definitely love that you use the word awakening because that suggests a continuing, you know, process. So I love that, but I would consider myself, I always say I was born partially awake. And what I mean by that is not that I had a lot of memory, but the memory I did have was as soon as I hit that baby body um, in the hospital, I was like, F, why can't I walk? Why can't, what is, something's wrong. Like, where am I? How did I get here? I had this same adult brain in a baby body, which is, okay, that is the perfect torture. So take an adult brain, put it in a baby body. They can't even walk. I walked pretty early. I think, I, I, I don't know, I walked, I think as soon as I could manage it, but um, you know, you can't walk for what, nine months, the earliest about, I mean, that is torture. And then be dragged around like a toddler and treated like a toddler, like forget alien, you know, abduction and probes and all that. I mean, that's the worst torture for, you know, a highly evolved multi-tracked, you know, spirit. So, I mean, I came in with that and then I immediately went into full, not full possession, but pretty good possession of multiple psychic abilities. Um, you know, even as a baby, I could see Aras. And because I had an adult mind, I remember seeing Aras, um, you know, and then my remote viewing, um, taking naps, and I could open the ceiling and go outside of this reality into, you know, what I call the infinite all or the void. And there were doors and there were beings guarding, you know, stargates and uh, beings would come into the room during, you know, I'm being asked to my parents during nap time. And, uh, you know, having that experience. And then as soon as you get old enough to express yourself and start to talk about things, bam, you get shut down, of course. And one of my favorite stories is <laughs> this, I suffered with this my whole life. I still suffer under this. But one day my mom, you know, looked at me and she said, hey, I'm going to make some, you know, a bedspread for your bed and some curtains for your room. And we're going to paint your room. What's your favorite color? And as an infinite, you know, <laughs> being, I really didn't have a favorite color. I was still trying to get over being in this body, which I, I, I'm not sure I even am now. And um, I just looked at her and her aura was yellow and orange. So I said, yellow and orange. So my whole childhood, I had to drag around this lie that my favorite, you know, my room was decorated in yellow and orange, which kind of isn't really a common little girls, but anyway, whatever. But um, it just, it's just so funny how, um, you know, you can, your consciousness can get you in trouble even that young. So now was I awakened? I hadn't really figured out that it was a construct. I mean, it looked pretty solid to me. 
as far as my daily life, but I just knew that there was something wrong with this routine and drudgery, breakfast, lunch, dinner, church, baths at night, you know, as a child, just the drudgery, going to school, again, torturous uh, for, you know, a, a being that has memory to sit in, you know, kindergarten. Oh my gosh, I thought kindergarten, you guys, come on. How many times can you sing Old MacDonald had a farmer, row, row your boat, like, I mean, I swear you got, if I could, it sounds so awful, but I'm just being honest. If I could have gotten a hold of a gun and known how to use it, I probably would have, you know, done my away with myself at three because this, it was just torturous car rides waiting in the waiting room at the doctor, you know, with my, to get shots with my unevolved parents, just everything was just so torturous. And so when my brother was born, I'm like, okay, I'm going to see if he can, you know, see and do the same things that I can. And, you know, yeah, no. So that's when I figured out that I was like this anomaly. I mean, I remember this one moment and it was Christmas and they were all at the other end of the living room by the Christmas tree with packages and presents. And I stood there looking at this family and I'm like, you're not my family. I don't even know who you people are. I mean, that's just how disassociated I was. I still couldn't figure out what was going on. Uh, long story short, went to college and decided um, to start letting more of myself out uh, my psychic abilities, um, did use them in college, did get um, some recognition for them, did work with some police cases uh, very young. And because I grew up in a Christian home, uh, first a Methodist home, then an evangelical Christian home, and my dad was an evangelical pastor, um, you know, a lot of that stuff was really, of course, this is the age old story. I hear this so many times from, you know, people like us, but it was really, really frowned upon to get involved in anything psychic, in anything um, occultish because it's of the devil. Uh, so, you know, in Christian college, I kind of had to be on the down low and I had to frame it in religious terms. And at the time, you know, I still believed in angels and demons and all of that. And I thought I saw the evidence of like demonic possession and things like that. However, now, um, you know, coming through multiple awakenings, which I can't even really tell you. I think my last huge awakening was at age 43. I went through a, what I would, what you would call a, a nervous breakdown. I was overworking um, in the consciousness industry. I was being half genuine and half that any industry is very money driven and very advertising driven and very manipulative as we, and I do mean every and any industry. And so I kind of got caught up in the glory ego of the consciousness industry. And I made it really, really big way long ago. Uh, I had people tithing to me. I had people sending me jewelry and paintings. It was like the guru thing. And I, I hate to say, I didn't hate it. I always say uh, it's a it's a horrible thing to be worshipped, and it's an amazing thing to be worshipped. Like it's a real hard, you know, thing to be a guru. But out of that, I had this breakdown reset. I don't know. Um, I've been told it's a breakdown in my programming because I am hardcore MK Ultra. Um, my lab SSP, all of it. Um, I think we all are. We can get into that later if you want. But um, it, it was a breakdown, and it's so interesting. For a very brief time, very brief, I went to a mental hospital. Um, basically, I did was sleep, and they came out with a quarter of a million dollar bill. But what's really interesting about that, I don't often talk about this. Um, <laughs> you, you're listening, so I'll just talk. Um, two um, men in black figures came into my hospital room, and I had money uh, to pay the bill, and I had insurance. 
But this is very interesting. These two men that I didn't know, very nondescript wearing suits came in my hospital room in the two weeks that I was there. And they said, we're going to take care of your bill. And I'm like, where are you from? And I was like half out of it. You know, you're medicated. You, you don't care and all this stuff. And they jumbled some foundation. Well, later on, uh, many years later, I came to find out they worked for uh, a little corporation called the military. So why is the military paying my 250,000 completely? I didn't pay a cent. My insurance didn't pay a cent. It was completely taken care of by the military. And I've never been in the military. My dad and I have great uncles that were heroes and are in the Air Force Museum. So my family is very militarized, but I've never been in the military. So that I found that very confirming with a lot of other puzzle pieces, but that was my big second awakening. I would say like just huge where I can really put a marker and be like, I walked out of that breakdown and you can ask my kids. They even tell their spouses who didn't know me before. They're like, you don't know the mom that I grew up with. Like she completely changed almost like a walk-in. We don't really know what happened because I was catatonic for six months. And then I came out and I never thought I would work again in this industry. I never thought I'd be a healer. I never thought I'd be a speaker. I never thought I'd run technology or use, I, I thought it was done, you know, toast history. Uh, but one day uh, I, you know, I just heard this voice and it said, okay, time to come back to work. You're going to do it right this time. And so I try to just be really authentic and open. And then my third biggest awakening uh, was a couple years ago. I don't even know why I was just studying and searching and searching. And I felt like I was missing huge pieces and I was still kind of clinging to Christianity. And um, I just stumbled upon enough information, uh, both connecting directly and a little bit of other people's information. And I decided, you know what? The Bible's a script. It is, it is, it is. Uh, religion's a program and I'm done. I'm just done. And for the first time, I was able to let go of that concept of living under being a sinner and having to ask for forgiveness. And so that was such a freedom in my being. And, and that's really been one of the most radical things that's ever happened to me. I know a lot of people say going to a religion is radical for them, but for me, giving up religion was really the third awakening. So now I'm just kind of going from there. Yeah, I think that the religious programming is a big issue that we find uh, in the mass consciousness of the planet. But you said a lot there, and I want to kind of touch a little bit back on uh, the men in black, right? Because a lot of people think that the the men in black are actual, um, you know, ET beings coming here. And then some people think that they're actual physical military beings. Did, did you actually see them? Did they, did they come to you? How did they look? What did they look like? Did they have like glossy faces or did they just like, did no, they, they were, like they were um, very blank in their um, expressions, uh, very uh, still in their face, very frozen. Um, they were very curt. They were just like, we're paying this. That's it. There was no, like, they didn't invite interaction. They didn't invite, like, you, they weren't scary, but they didn't invite uh, just any kind of connection, you know, and I think that they're meant to. Um, they were covered up except for their face. Um, they were wearing hats. And at the time, you have to realize when you're in the middle of your own existential crisis. Like I didn't really care. So it, at the time, 
I didn't think, why are men in suits wearing hats coming? Like, I didn't quite, it didn't seem odd. It didn't seem normal. I didn't care. And I, I'm sorry, I'm just being honest, but it was just so, you know, they said sign here and stupid me, of course, you know, I signed, but I mean, they did pay my bill. So who knows what I signed up for? Cause I didn't read it. Yeah. You know, I'm just like, get out of my room. Um, they didn't say anything. I mean, they just came in, said, we're paying your bill, signed here. And that was it. It was the craziest thing. And they was that the first time that, uh, was that the first time that you had an encounter with them or was it? That's a really good question. Um, I had an encounter. This is a weird story. I don't think I've ever told this story on any radio show, anytime, any place. So you're getting new stories out of me. So when I was in college, um, I had a really weird thing happen to me. I had, even though our room could not be seen into very easily, I had a stalker that they couldn't trace the phone call calling from off campus telling me, I know this is weird, you guys, but telling like what kind of underwear me and my roommate were wearing and saying all these sexual things they wanted to do with us, but they wasn't making sense. Like they couldn't trace whatever. So they had me, my life is like three miniseries could be like four lifetime movies, <laughs> but um, they had me set up a meeting at the local hotel in the lobby and the FBI got involved. The school got the FBI uh, involved. And um, so I went to this lobby very briefly because as he approached, they got like, there was no interaction with me and whoever this person was. Now I'm curious about that because it seems real fishy with later years and things that have happened to me since. But some of the agents involved in that that I met in that setup were very similar looking and they're so nondescript like they look so human but they're so blend to me they just blend and they're just like like if you take a you know when you make gingerbread men at Christmas they're like copies <laughs> like they're just like punch out I know there's jokes about that but maybe there's a reason there's jokes about that so they looked very similar now they weren't dressed like that but they had that same it's a frequency, you know, now that I know, you know, I'm, I'm so into frequencies, like now I know it's like a frequency, it's the same flatness, the same frequency. And since then, I have many, I have pictures now, and I get followed around a lot by the men in black. So, or, I mean, in three letter agency cars or government cars. So I'm kind of used to them now. I just think they're kind of, um, my opinion of who they are is I, I'm not sure. I don't think they're alien. As far as from off planet, I think there's something to do that we've created clone wise for this purpose and they have a specific program, but that's my guess. I don't know for sure. Like very robotic, right? That's what I kind of imagine them as like uh, emotionless uh, robots, right? Yeah, they're not, but you know, everybody's like, they're scary. To me, they're not scary. They're just flat. Like they'll, they'll as soon as, like they did something good for me, they'll as soon as do something good for you as I could have imagined them taking out a knife and stabbing me in the eye. I mean, they just seem like they don't care whether they're doing something. They just don't care. They have no, I don't even think they have emotions. So did the stalker get caught? That was uh, oh, yeah. you? stalker get caught. But what was so weird about that? And here's the naivety of being 20 and 19, you guys. I'm just so like I was so self-absorbed. Like I was just, oh great, you caught. Like I'd even follow up on that, and I don't think I would have gotten any information. It was a really, really odd situation though, because why were me and my roommate the only girls on campus targeted? Now that I'm a targeted individual, I find that really weird. Like how long ago was I targeted? You know. Some could say, you know, since you were born. Uh, exactly. You, so yeah. I'm wondering, I mean, I believe that's probably, I mean, obviously they can identify the real creation spirits, you know, coming in. I mean, they know they're coming in and they can mark you back then or tag you back then. 
Yeah, I think that they have the entire, they know who's going to be incarnated at what time, who, what body they're going into, all of that. They have it all mapped out. And it's very unfortunate that they have that much control over who's coming into the planet and who's leaving and who's going to escape. Uh, but that's a different kind of topic. Sure. What I really wanted to kind of get into you with uh, tonight, uh, Kimberly, is uh, cryptozoology. You know, because I, I haven't really gotten the, the chance yet to talk with anyone about the topic uh, on the show. So you're the first, but uh, about to pop my Bigfoot and cryptozoology cherry right now. <laughs> but uh, but thank you for your your awakening uh, story. That, that, was, that was amazing. I'm sure we can touch back on uh, some of that there. Um, but the first thing that kind of pops into my mind, and I think it pops into a lot of people's mind with uh, cryptozoology is Bigfoot, right? So I really want to pick your brain about what Bigfoot is, because some seem to kind of think he's a, a physical being, like a, a hairy ape, and other thinks that he's an interdimensional being, and some confuse Bigfoot with Dogman, and so on. So I'm interested to get your take on what you think Bigfoot actually is from your perspective, of course. I want to start with, I think we um, misidentify many interdimensionals and other cryptos by labeling with such a broad label, everything. And I do it too. And I still do it in my daily life. I just did it with my son-in-law. I said, come here and look through the woods right there. You know, and he knows that I'm pointing out Bigfoot or Sasquatch, which they're probably not because um, they're not the standard definition, but we can go to that later. But I mean, everybody thinks of like Patty, um, you know, as the stereotypical big ape, you know, proof. I believe that's absolutely false uh, due to frequency and due to information from people that I know. Um, neither here nor there, I believe, uh, and I know that they tell us the truth in so much, uh, many movies and TV shows that they put out. Um, and to me, the stereotypical true Bigfoot is Chewbacca. So if you want to know what a Bigfoot is and what the intention of a Bigfoot is, watch the Star Wars movies and study Chewbacca. He's a militarized. Um, and I think they make dumb him down because uh, the people that I've talked to um, high up in the military say that actually uh, the, the original Bigfoot that we know as Bigfoot, the you know 14 foot, 12 foot, 9 foot, whatever, giant, hairy, physical touch you know, ape-like creature that people, you know, hunt most commonly was a hybrid that they created in the underground bases in the lab. Um, and they combined the human avatar brain uh, patterns and brain model with the ape brain with the, you know, some of the other functions and added some other, you know, they mix up DNA soup in these hybrids all the time. And what they got was an extremely deadly, extremely powerful, and much smarter than anybody in the military ever imagined. And that was the problem because they began to outwit and outsmart and behave in ways that were uncontrollable. So what I heard from my friends was, um, and this was a while ago, nothing recent, uh, and I don't wanna put a year on it because I know there's some people that know and they'll yell at me if I say the wrong year. So um, they decided, okay, let's just knock them out, you know, because the powers that be, um, whoever you think is controlling the planet or multiple groups controlling the planet really don't care about sentient life at all, whether it's a plant, animal, human, or otherwise, doesn't matter. Um, they created it, they control it. 
So they went to wipe out this extremely smart, powerful race of beings. While they're extremely smart and powerful, they knew they were about to be wiped out. So a bunch of them planned and successfully overpowered, killed a bunch of people and escaped. That is how I believe we do get the physical sightings of the beings because they escaped smartly, knew where there weren't people living, you know, went out there, propagated, did their thing, you know, happily ever after each. And I'll tell you what backs up that story. I think back up that story. And there's a lot of channels that cover stories. And I'm sure some of the stories are absolute bull BS. <laughs> Almost got caught there. Uh, but uh, I think some of them are absolutely true. And uh, the stories that I think tend to be more true are these innocent people that do have a negative encounter or maybe not negative. Maybe they just perceive it as negative. Maybe the creature does mean no harm to them. And they call the police and the police calls. Um, what is the code? Jody Cook told me there's a code on every, and maybe a, a cop could verify this, on every um, every small town, every big town, they have a code for Bigfoot and Dogman sightings. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If the, why does our police and military both have codes that they, you know, they have those codes like for robberies and stuff. So I, I'd like that verified. I've never asked any of my friends that I'm going to have to try to verify it, but I think it is true. Especially uh, in Washington has been known for Bigfoot, like physical Bigfoot sightings for a really long time. I'm sure they literally have Bigfoot crossing signs in Washington. I don't know if they're like jokes or yeah, you don't whatever. Know but like, or like they're trying to warn you like and be like jokey. So like you don't believe them. Um, but I also think when you listen to these stories, every, why does the military come in? These people are like, the military came in and we're hunting this thing and there were black helicopters and they found it and they hauled it away in a white van or black van or black SUV. Or, so when you listen to some, and I know there's a, a really nice team, I don't know if they're still recording in Oklahoma that does a lot of dogmen and Bigfoot and they have a lot of the military stories, but you could probably type it in YouTube. Why is the military coming? See, there's that connection again. They're cleaning up their mess. They're covering up their project makes complete sense to me. So I think the real sightings are usually confirmed by if the military is showing up. And I have a friend who I'm not going to mention his name because I didn't ask his permission, but I have seen the video many times. He used to have it on his YouTube channel. I don't know if he still does. He actually is the one that introduced me. That's how I became uh, interested in Bigfoot and Dogman uh, because he was, and I was watching his YouTube channel, um, but he has a video of the field across uh, his house, which is where the majority of the creatures lived. And I mean, in the fur creatures and possibly interdimensional as well, but there were some solid ones because I've seen them. 
um, and there's white vans that went there and people in hazmat suits. This is on video. He recorded this standing in his front yard, went and they burned and put creatures in bags. Like it's the most insane thing. Like it makes me sick to even think about it. It's sickening. It's shocking. It blows your mind. But it was like some kind of homeland or military or cleanup NSA operation where they were eliminating these creatures because he was revealing them. He was filming all these creatures over here, putting it out on YouTube. And I think they didn't like that. So they cleaned up the area. And that was, I mean, he probably still has that. I mean, I can probably get that to you if you want it. Wow, that's uh, that's incredible. And then you, if you think about Bigfoot being that way, then what about all of the other kinds of cryptid creatures? You know what I mean? Do you think that they all could have been some kind of military hybridization kind of program? Because you have like the Mothman, you have like all of these different yeah, kinds that's of- That's a good point. I mean, that's a really great point. And even like you said, like Dogman, hello. I mean, we know, I mean, we know there's been hybrids for millions, billions. I don't know. It's hard to speak in time because I don't believe in time, but we know there's been all these hybrids. I mean, even back in the mythology, the Greek and Roman mystery and further back in the literature, we have hybrids and pictures and paintings and rock walls of not just gods, but other human animal hybrids. So absolutely. They could have been military programs. Um, I would guess probably they were, or maybe uh, maybe they've been here and survived in pockets, uh, just like kind of the Bigfoot do where they go. I'm not sure. I do know the creatures I see both appear like in, on my property, both appear in the fur and they seem to have the interdimensional see-through quality as well. So they can seem to lower their frequency so that I can photograph them with hair or they also can appear very see-through. I mean, I can still see them, like I can see them now, but um, they're very see-through. Like right now, I don't see anything, um, you know, popped out in the fur, um, but often I do. And I send them pictures to my kids all the time. And they're like, wow, mom, that's crazy. You know, <laughs> and I have other creatures. And so we call them Bigfoot, but there's so many. I mean, the in India, the Vedas, in their ancient literature, they write about thousands of cryptos, thousands of types. I mean, I have a big ancient cat that prowls through here. I mean, never heard anyone like talk about that. Like, what is that, you know? So I think there's just so much we don't know. And all the dimensions sit, there aren't any dimensions. So, but so people understand what I'm saying, all the dimensions that you think are dimensions sit on top of each other. So as you purify your body, your mind, your spirit, and, and you start to uh, change your perception and point of view and allow, have allowance for these things, you will have easy access because we're all on top of each other. Every single thing, the same thing with, you know, people are like, I need to hire a medium to talk to grandma Sally. No, you don't. You can talk to grandma Sally because grandma Sally is, you know, there's no time or distance in space. There's nothing. It's, it's just connection, connection, connection. So what makes the difference between one person who can connect and another person who can connect? It's partly your belief that you can do it and your allowance of that possibility. They call it a universe, a song of one. We each live our microverses and we hopefully are contributing to a positive change in the macroverse as well. That's super interesting. And I, I agree with that 100%. And, and 
So have you ever seen a, like an actual physical uh, Bigfoot? Like you said that, you know, you would see them kind of phase in and out of reality, basically meaning that a majority of them are more of an interdimensional, uh, non-comporical non uh, being. Would that be correct? Um, majority of the time, that's how they present to me. I do have a couple incidences I have seen and I have video, I haven't looked at it in a while. Um, there was, so <laughs> before the Tower of Babel, we communicated in um, not even thought, but kind of like the closest I can come to how we, all beings communicate outside of this reality is more like in pictures, not in words, because words go away outside of this reality. Numbers stay in all realities, but words go away. Um, so I communicate with these beings telepathically. I also have been caught by people coming to my house talking to them, which isn't very fun, <laughs> but that's another story. But yeah, but a lot of times I'll just talk to them in my head and sometimes they tell me to, like they're like, stop talking, just do it the other way. Uh, Cause that's how they communicate. So that's what they're actually more comfortable with. And that's a tip for you guys too. So we're out there going big foot, you know, hitting trees with sticks. No, they're a little more evolved than we think. So be more evolved in your thinking of how to connect with them, you know, be more creative and uh, get out of that density down here. But my daughter and I were going to look at some property outside of Boone. And um, I thought, why not? So I put out a call and I said, hey, you guys, I'm coming to look at this property. If you want to meet me there, I'd love to see you, love to meet whoever's around in the area, you know, and I'll be here at this time. So as soon as I walked up on the property, my daughter's was about 24 at the time. She had a migraine, of course. So she was in the car, but I was walking around the property and I saw a lot of stuff. I got some cool pictures and I was walking back to the car. She's like, hurry up, mom. I saw about a five foot crouched down creature behind a bush uh, with solid, with fur, black fur. And um, I start screaming, I'm, I'm not the smartest. I start screaming for my daughter because I wanted a witness. I didn't just want to get it on my camera. I wanted, you know, a human witness. I'm like, Sarah, Sarah, get out of the car. She's like, I do not care about Bigfoot. I do not care about Bigfoot. No, I have a migraine, no. So she wanted to come out of the car, but I started filming about maybe six or seven feet away from it. And um, it is behind a bush, but you can clearly see. Now my daughter's like, mom, it could be a bear and it could be, but I don't think so because I have other pictures of other creatures in the whole area. And I really need to tear apart my video more and try to like blow it up and enhance it. But I believe that that was a younger juvenile scout type of Bigfoot um, that they came out. I asked them, I invited them. Because if it was a bear, I should also be congratulated to live through that. <laughs> you know? So either way, I'm actually okay with that story. The only other time I know that it was 100% solid physical. I was on Cherokee land, North Carolina, and it was midnight. And I was with another uh, Bigfoot guy. I can't think of his last name right now, but he lives in Florida. His name's Mark. And he gets a lot of really good footage. Um, we don't get along very well, but we got along that day. And I was actually taking him there because I had remote viewed the area and I knew it was thick with these creatures. And we were standing on land up here and there was a ravine and we heard boom, 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 like almost like giant footsteps, like walk below us and it's dark and it's in the mountains, you guys. So it's not like there's like city lights and spotlights, like it's dark. Um, there was really no light except faint light from a house pretty far away. And so we couldn't see anything, but we heard it. And my heart, I, I, that, I think that's one of the only times in my life, my heart almost stopped. I mean, I was scared. 
And then I like felt, you know how people feel bad things with these creatures? I felt like this good thing. I felt like they put out frequency or energy that was like sacred and holy, like some people feel in church. And then the one standing right below me and we were just like, like the top of their head was like this far, like we're up here in the top of their heads, like a foot below me. And they let out a huff, like, like a big, big animal huff. And then they marched away. And then like, we all about passed out, but it was like the most, it's hard to describe. It was very, very physical. We couldn't see the fur, but, but it was very physical. I knew if we could have, they would have been standing right there. Like I'm looking at you. I just know it. I know they weren't invisible. I know they weren't see-through. I know they were the guards. And, um, yeah, it was, that's one of the best moments of my life. It was just so sacred. I was like, wow, these big beasts that everyone's so scared of comforted us. And, you know, we just kind of all stood in silence together for like a minute and then they walked away. It was incredible. So interesting that you said that, that he let out a huff because that just triggered a memory uh, that I had that could have possibly been a Bigfoot. I don't know. Oh, cool. Or, or I, my logical mind uh, <laughs> thought that it was a bear, right? Because my uh, back home where my parents live, they live like kind of out in the middle of nowhere, right? And uh, it's like eight miles outside of town. And it's in, you know, the kind of the backwoods area. And uh, one night I decided to walk down the road. It was probably like uh, 1.30, 2 in the morning, you know, and uh, it's a big, you know, wooded area. It goes down this uh, uh, long, windy road. And I was kind of, you know, upset at my parents. So I was just kind of going out to kind of walk it off, you know, and, and collect my thoughts. And, you know, there's a church that's right down an old abandoned church that's right down the road that I was just going to go and, you know, kind of hang out at and, uh, you know, get my wits about me. So I'm walking down toward the abandoned church and there's a fence that runs along the, uh, the road. And, uh, there's no animals like we're on farmland, but it's cold outside, you know, so it's uh, and the neighbor didn't have any uh, of their cows out in the field, nothing. And um, I'm walking down the road and I hear this, uh, this kind of like what you described, like the, the, like the huffing, like, yeah. and I was like, Oh, what is that? I've never really heard, you know, an animal really make that kind of uh, noise. And I thought it was unique. And then it started doing it again. And I sensed like this, uh, this anger. And this is down like by like a, a creek. And I had my phone on me and I wanted to, you know, flip my flashlight on and and look at it. But I was, but I was scared. I was afraid um, that if I flipped my light on that, that it would just jump over the fence and attack me. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, I didn't know what this thing was. I thought it was a bear. And I was like, well, I don't want to scare a bear because it's very difficult for a a person alone to survive a bear attack. So uh, I just took off running. Oh, wow. And I literally heard whatever this thing was literally galloping beside me. Oh my gosh. And this was like the, the fastest I'd probably ever ran in my life. And it was, <laughs> it was basically all uphill too. So I was just like booking it. Like, and I heard him galloping on the other side of the fence, like after me. And I was wow. like, I was like, holy crap. And somehow like I, I made it back home. But um, now that you say that you said that I'm kind of thinking, cause at that time I, I was, maybe it was a Bigfoot or whatever, but then I didn't want to say that out loud, you know, because then people would think that, 
oh yeah, he's just wild and crazy. So I just, when I told people about it, I was like, yeah, it was a bear that was after me, but that you bring that up. I'm like, okay, maybe it was, it could have been a, a Bigfoot. I don't know. Wow. Probably or, or dogman <laughs> or something similar, similar creepy. Wow. So what I kind of think about whenever I, whenever you brought up the, the frequency thing is like, cause there's obviously we, we just kind of established that there's probably two different kinds of species of, of the Bigfoot, right? Would I be correct in saying that? Like there's, there's the physical right. ones, the, the hybridization that the military has done. And then there's the more interdimensional aspect uh, the more spirit uh, beings of the Bigfoot. My, I just kind of randomly got this thought into my mind is what if, they the, the interdimensional aspects of the Bigfoot because you said that they they developed very smart uh, they became smarter sure, and sure. they became more intelligent. What if they actually figured out a way to because the military would be going out and rounding up all of these Bigfoot right just like you talked sure. about like your friend yeah. and killing yeah. them and all that. Right. What if like these interdimensional aspects of Bigfoot and these spiritual beings of Bigfoot is actually the the disincarnate like spirits or i don't know if you want to call them disincarnate but maybe they're the spirits of the physical bigfoot that were here they're just it could be it could be they could be trapped here still i mean i yeah oh gosh uh, that whole recycling thing is such a mess like how do we get out of here you know and it was just kind of like a a thought that i you know just uh thought about right then that that it could be the the physical beings uh, of them um just in a different not embodied completely embodied form absolutely yeah and then you have like the uh you know the people that you know claim that bigfoot is you know attack them you know because you like you were talking about you know earlier uh i remember hearing a story of uh, a gentleman talking about how him and his friends were attacked attacked by a, a giant group of bigfoot like an entire family of oh, bigfoot like wow. 20 bigfoot at one time so maybe they could be, you know, wow. uh, territorial. They do thing yeah. in large groups. I'll give you that. Um, I rarely see one alone. So I, that's possible. So have you ever had a negative encounter uh, with a with a Bigfoot, or has it all been positive? Like you were uh, saying, like they were kind of putting off a frequency of love and and all of that. Well, I mean, we have problems. We okay, so people people are like Bigfoot's guardians of the forest. I'm like, I wish they would be guardian of my forest because we have encounters. Um, I do have a picture when my house is being built, um, and it may not be a Bigfoot because there's lots of other entities and beings, and I haven't broken it down enough to really think about it. But right by the bulldozer, there's a really really tall black dark figure standing. I mean, nobody's there. It's like they've left for the day, and I've come to check out the work that they've done. Uh, digging the foundation they've knocked down a bunch of trees and there's this big dark sinister figure standing right by the bulldozer that i got a picture of but here's my issue with them they get really upset when you go in because we had to tear down their teepees i had tons and tons and i have pictures they had a really elaborate teepee set up uh all their teepees and they grid the land with sticks and squares i mean at least mind you they sleep in these squares it's just really weird but i've seen it they it's kind of typical at least in north carolina of how they build their homes and structures we had to tear that all down because, of course, that's where I wanted to put my house, of course. But I made a promise to them. I said, you guys can rebuild wherever you want, as close to the house as they want, because they love to watch people and be around people. It's weird. I don't kind of get it, but they definitely do um, from my observation. 
And um, so they have, but they bother me because they seem to have no problem tipping trees over, making X's, making scratch marks. They love to scratch my concrete. And then they take the concrete and they repair the trees. And I'm like, no, 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 no. And um, one of the juveniles wrote all over with his claw all over my fresh concrete on the side of my house. And I put a stop to that with put lights and cameras because I didn't want them to keep doing it. And they also wrote, I know it's them. You can just, uh, you can just tell, like, they're just kind of consistent. And they also wrote in the edge of my concrete on my driveway. They made, you know how like kids do, or you put your handprints. No, mine has Bigfoot scribble and writing and mess everywhere. But anyway, so I had to put a stop to that. So mine, I think they can be kind of, especially the juveniles, they can be kind of selfish and destructive. Like they're like, this is ours. You're on our land. We're going to do what we want. We're going to take what we want. And they, when I first moved in, they threw rocks and some of them threw rocks and pine cones because I could see them. So I could see them sitting there, especially at night when I took the dogs out. And then the rocks, little rocks and the pine cones would come from right where they were sitting. So like logical deduction is there's either a person laying down that I can't see, which I doubt, you know, throwing rocks or it's them throwing rocks. So we had to work through that because I really don't like them. They weren't hurting anything. I think they were doing it so I would see them, but I would be like, I know I'm sounding crazy now. So then we made a deal and I'm like, how about we play you music? Will that make you? So I started playing the music and now they don't throw rocks. So every time I take the dogs out, I play music and they seem to like that. And I've heard that a lot that they like the interdimensionals and the cryptos like music. So mine seemed to like music. So we've had to kind of work through. Have I ever felt threatened? I feel I have felt threatened when I saw glowing red eyes in that cat that comes around. That's like this huge prehistoric, like I can't even tell you how big, like four or five lion sizes like cat and I'm not going to like stick around for that I, I got my dogs and I wasn't even going to take pictures of that it scared me <laughs> so yeah I've had some negative encounters with things that are scary but I you know I'm so saturated in the paranormal when you've done exorcisms no matter what was coming out because I don't believe they were demons they were some kind of darker nasty or pretending to be nasty entities not a lot scares you when you've done exorcisms you know so so do you think that all of these cryptid beings operate the same way? Like they're, they're always around, but we just can't see them. Like the fairies, dogman, El Chupacabra, the rake, uh, even uh, skinwalkers. Uh, that's a good one. What, what's your thoughts on uh, skinwalkers? Have you ever encountered a skinwalker? They could be classified as a cryptid, right? <laughs> I think I did. So my parents idea of a good time when I was young, remember my dad's a pastor is let's go camping on the Navajo Indian reservation for two weeks. I was 16. I'm like, let's not and say we did. So one night, um, my friend and I were up in the camper that we were in and, um, we were outside the camper. Everybody else was in the house and we were like telling ghost stories and stuff. And, uh, we were actually talking, I think, about the Navajo medicine men, which is, you know, sometimes they tie the medicine, you know, men in those cultures in with the skinwalkers. And we looked out the window. I don't know if it's a skinwalker, but it, it might have been a dog man, but it was a scrawny wolf that was giant wearing Native American garb that walked by and we both saw it. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We never slept in that camper again. If we hadn't both saw it, I don't know if that was a skinwalker. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was a dogman wearing, because the cryptos will wear uh, human garb. Have you seen pictures? There's pictures. I have a nature spirit wearing, uh, a nature diva wearing uh, a ceremonial uh, garb. So often they will wear 
human or ritual or you know native clothing uh, so sometimes it's hard to kind of sort that might have been i mean the terror made me kind of think it was creepy um i've talked to people not me that have say they've seen beings change in front of them but i mean I don't know. I always say if you don't see it yourself or you don't trust someone with your life, I don't really believe much. And that's weird for me to say. I just, I like to research. I know people don't think I do, but I have tons and tons and tons of pictures. When I say I see Dracos in human flesh, like I can back it up. How many people can back that up with pictures? I can. I'm a researcher. Yes, I see this stuff, but I also want proof of it. And I can't wait till I can play you guys because on my security cameras, which records audio 24 seven, I've heard the Bigfoot talking. I can't wait to get that on audio. What do they sound like? Do they talk, do they, they talk like it normal? They sound really guttural, really deep, but a language, but nothing that you, it's not like they're talking English or talking in French. It's definitely their own guttural language. Um, yeah, but they'll talk on my security camera at night to each other. It's, it's, it's fast. Oh, I want to record it so badly, but if the camera doesn't record audio by itself, it has to catch video and they're out of sight of the camera. So it's, you know, it's hearing the audio, but not see they're they're not on camera. The audio is carrying. So one of these days I'm going to, I'll get them to talk to me on. Maybe just try and set up a voice recorder or something like one of those, uh, like a Really you know nice. what? You just gave me an idea. I'm gonna get one. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna get a simple one and leave it on my back deck because I know where they build all this work on all their structures. They work on it out of sight of the security cameras. I said to my dad the other day, he came over and I'm like, Dad, look at look at this huge structure. Do you think that could happen by chance? He said, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so intricate. It can't like how can like 15 branches cross in like perfect some symmetry with squares on the ground like no come on hello it is ryan and i was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com i looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they were also playing chumba casino coincidence i think not everybody's loving having fun with it chumba casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, I would be interested to see uh, some of your pictures. That is a good and, idea, though. And yeah, I would definitely do that. I would try and set up a... a an audio uh, device because you can have those things running for a really long time if you have yeah, a big enough SIM card in there. Every, reset it every night and try to. Um, I could even just play it back fast and leave it somewhere where I'm working and just until I have you know I don't have to like listen. Part of the thing and you know if you've been in the paranormal, uh, it's the review. Like even trying to watch you know you know video, it's hard because a lot of times nothing happens and then something happens and you have to review a lot of you know tape and a lot of um, visual stuff. And I don't have a lot of time to do that, but that is a good idea. I could do that for sure. 
100%. And uh, it's interesting that you brought up paranormal because we've, we've established that Bigfoot and a lot of these cryptids kind of work interdimensionally and frequency based, right? So do you think that okay. ghosts and spirits and angels and demons operate that way too? And that could be the reason why some people can have a paranormal experience while standing in the same room as others and don't experience it could be a, a, a frequency thing or maybe that the experience is tailored directly to the person that's oh, okay. meant to experience it don't know uh what's your thoughts on that i agree with you on all that spectrum of what you just said i again i think it's a i think allowance is important to consider you know like my dad he doesn't allow for bigfoot in his belief so when he looks at you could show him pictures of you know, maybe, you know, like a Chewbacca patty type. And he would be like, that's a fake because it's not allowance in his belief. So first of all, of course, um, you know, somebody who has it in their belief system, I want to see fairies. I want to see little people. I want to see dogmen. They're probably going to experience it because they're an allowance of it, first of all. And then it's, what are you willing to perceive? So we are trained from childhood, from the time we can breathe, ghosts are scary, dogmen scary, Bigfoot scary, scary, monster, monster, scary. I mean, Bigfoot looks like a monster, dogmen looks like a monster, hybrids look like a monster. There's no such thing as hybrids. There's no such thing as cloning. There's no such thing as other dimensions. There's no such thing as aliens. There's, I mean, we're trained, scary, naughty, bad, crazy. I mean, so first of all, we have to dissolve the programming, whether it's from your family or school or society or, and we have to get rid of the blocks because we have a lot of self-limitations for anything, wealth creation, healing, um, psychic abilities. I mean, if you are a fire creation spirit, if you are an old soul uh, that has lived for zillions or millions or trillions of years, you all have the ability to, and you have the memory because you've experienced to experience all dimensions at one time. And that means if there are ghosts in your house and we don't all perceive the same. So even if you're uh, an ancient soul, you still had your specialties. Some of you were still better at psychic abilities. Some of you could still alchemy, make things appear, you know, out of thin air better than others. Some of you had a stronger sense or knowing than others. So I think that's part of it too, is we have different gifts and abilities um, and they have different, you know, strengths, but we all can feel energy. If you go and look, if you're looking at houses, you know, and you go look at five houses, maybe they're really close to identical, but you're like, this feels really weird here. It feels really heavy. This feels really light. And so we can determine the same thing with our, our own house. I can a hundred percent guarantee that everyone within the sound of my voice has many beings within their house. You have a lot of little pixies, you have fairies, you have what we would call entities, because we can't quite, you probably have some trolls, you probably have Bigfoot and Dogmen. And that's what we found is I've gone out and I've started photographing because I can see them with my eyes. They are everywhere. They're, they're not by the hundreds. They're not, you don't have to go through the woods with a gun to see interdimensionals or ghosts. They're everywhere. I can take anyone anywhere in any town, in any backyard, in any home, and we can get pictures that you would say, what is that? Is that a Bigfoot or, you know, a crypto creature? I mean, they're everywhere by the billions. Yeah, just having the eyes to see, I think, is uh, important. I think that we're born with the eyes to see and we can we have all of these abilities when we're born. But but the construct wants to lock us into a very narrow version of reality. 
right? And when they lock us into this physical reality so far, it makes it to where we can't even perceive anything outside of the the boundaries that the, that we've been given. It's like they've they've made a set of rules, right, for us to follow, and we can't play outside of those rules. Absolutely. And there's so many television shows and movies that show us as the Truman Show. If you watch The Good Place, they show you the construct. They show you how it's done. They show you that it's AI controlled. And I encourage you guys to go to the Sushi cameras to look at the sun simulator and to look at the ship sitting on top of the sun simulator because that's your enemy. The being in that ship, some would call it a demon. It's not a demon. Uh, but that entity, that dark force energy entity in there is running your whole simulation. And I know some of you will relate to this. I've had moments where I have become so in tune or non-tune with the all that the walls of my house have dissolved. It's terrifying. It's happened more than once. And I really panic and they slam back in, but where there's no wall because there's only a wall by an agreement, both my own agreement, first of all, and then the collective agreement that there is a wall because we are on a ship. We are on a holodeck. Uh, you can look on the cameras, on the pole. I have pictures of the dome over the ship. I mean, we're on a ship, you guys. It's a construct. You said the word construct, so that's why I'm going down this direction. And it took me a long time. I vacillated back and forth. No, this is a real, real physical reality. No, it's a construct, but now I'm firm. I firmly believe it's a prison planet construct, and that's it. Whew, yes. Uh, I'm so glad that uh, that you got that out because it's exactly what I believe in. And it's uh, it's incredible that other people can't see it. And I was just talking uh, with someone earlier uh, about the, uh, the, the show uh, Ascension. Have you ever seen the show Ascension on uh, Netflix? Ascension. Tell me about, tell me a little about it. Well, it's only like a six episode series and they got rid of it, but it's basically... These uh, this group of people that believe that they're in space on a ship uh, on a mission to save Earth because the Earth has kind of been destroyed and they're trying to get to a different uh, planet, a different solar system to save their race. And it turns out that they're really not in space. They're in a holographic uh, kind of virtual reality in a ship on Earth. Right. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to watch that. Oh, that's crazy. Um, but Star Trek shows us that, doesn't it? Star Trek shows us exactly how it works. And it did years ago, because you know, I was born in the 60s and I was watching Star Trek and they were explaining facts back then. And you know what I love? I love that I would watch the ship doctor hold their iPad and sit by a patient and be like, do 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 do. And now that's what I do. I I you know, and I do it, I don't even have to be in front of them and I do it long distance, but I think that's so cool that now we have iPads that they even showed us on Star Trek. Like they did show us, they show us a lot of, those movies are like what they tell you, you know, all the news, of course, most of it's fiction. And then all the fiction that we think is fiction is mostly truth. It's absolutely crazy, but I'll one up you on this. Um, sorry, baby, did you knock that over? Mm -hmm. uh, I'll one you up you on this construct. This is the hardest thing that we can't get anyone to, um, believe because we're in so resistance to it. So like you, you seem to have kind of accepted the idea that we're in this hologram, but here's what the shows actually show us that I do believe hundred percent and that tests through on my technology, which the technology has no point of view. It's neutral. It doesn't care. It doesn't care if this is a real place or if it's a construct, it's just reading frequency. 
nine out of 10 people that you encounter are soulless. The real fire creation spirits, we are separated from each other for the most part. Sometimes they allow a couple in the same realm and everything's set up just like in the good place for us. The mailman, your employer, often your mom and dad. I know you know about Project Surrogate. Um, your brothers, your sisters, they drop in romantic distractions, sexual temptations, your pets. I mean, everything's designed to keep you small, to keep you from remembering who you are, because I believe as the construct is almost to the end, only the gods and goddesses, the most powerful, the high value prisoners are here. And people are so resistant. My mommy can't be soulless. Yeah, she can. She can actually be more than soulless. She can be your handler, whether she knows it or not. Programmed, just a robot. I mean, because this avatar is not us, you guys. It's just a biological robot. And when we want to understand what the grays are, touch yourself. It's just a different form of yourself. That's what a gray is. So don't be all freaked out about a gray. A gray is just you, a biological robot, except they don't have, they're just a program. They don't have a living fire creation spirit. And so why would they go to such an elaborate design? Because this whole place runs off the power of the fire creation spirits, the gods and goddesses. Absolutely. Take us away. What do they have? Nothing. They can't even have a simulation without creators. That's why they don't creators. Want, we're the creators. That's why they don't want us to escape either because we're food for them. We're food know? and we fuel the creation. They have to keep bringing us back because if they let us go, Let's not even get into the Galactic Federation of non-light. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I think for sure that the Galactic Federation is a big... Uh, um, many people talk <laughs> about how it is uh, the biggest... Uh, I don't know. I'm not coming up with the right words right now. Like form of like a hoax, but an inversion, right? They're presenting themselves to be one way when they're really the enemy. Yep. Right. And you know, are they totally our enemy? No, I don't believe so. But when your goal, my goal is to get out of here forever and never come back. Their goal is to conquer planets. So our goals clash because I'm on this planet. So if they're trying to conquer and keep me here and I'm wanting to get out, then they are my enemy. Then we, so are they bad? You know, no, our goals are just clashing. Yeah, and anyone that thinks that, that a galactic federation coming to uh, uh, free the people of a planet is a good thing, like, I look at that as a bad thing because we've messed up so far that we actually need a galactic police force to come and rescue us. It makes absolutely no sense to me. And it, yeah, I'm 100% I'm with you on uh, all this. And I'm kind of at a loss for words because I'm, it's not very often that I, uh, you know. Neither. I'm like, I'm like waiting. Can you tell I'm kind of... I'm waiting for the I'm waiting for the shocker blowback and, and you're not very much fun because I'm because I'm trying to push you. I, like you and I are like on the same wavelength, yeah. you know? <laughs> which is great. I don't often, you know, run into because it's taken me a long time to get here and you're younger than I am. So I'm pretty impressed that you're, you know, here. <laughs> already that's good yeah i really didn't expect uh i got the chills right now uh but i didn't really expect uh to i mean i knew that you know you were uh open but i didn't expect it to go uh this far so i'm kind of caught a little bit off guard but um because it's not often that we find people that, that are on the same kind of uh wavelength with with these kinds of topics and i've been sure. through these kinds of experiences 
So let's talk about the prison planet a little bit, because I think this is a very important concept. And I've, I've been uh, given information and I received a, a download that, that we, and a lot of people have talked about this. I haven't been the only person, right? So, but that we are stuck in a reincarnation trap on the planet and we've been quarantined in this reincarnation trap for a very long time. And this reincarnation trap is run by an AI program that's capturing and tethering our consciousness at death and distributing it wherever it sees fit. Right. And, and it's created this construct on the planet that, that is basically unavoidable that whenever you die, you're automatically engulfed into it. And, and, you know, it's very difficult uh, to be able to get out because they'll throw anything and everything at you to get you right back in here. They'll throw your family members, they'll, they'll throw your friends that, that have died, they'll yeah. throw you the love and the warmness and anything to, to grab your attention to bring you and pull you back in. Is, or is that uh, close to what you think is going on as well? Yeah, and I think it's even more sinister because we have people like the uh, soul regression enthusiast, and believe me, um, we do soul regressions very, very carefully. Uh, we always have one other psychic person in the room because the beings that we have seen come in to speak through people is not their higher selves. So we're getting the same information over and over in soul regressions, which we get a lot of the white light BS. And if you listen to the majority of, not all, the majority of paranormal people, you're, you're telling your ghosts and your discarnate spirits to also go to the light, which is the soul trap that you spoke of. And so really we're doing a disservice. We're just sending these poor souls right back into the soul trap further than they probably would have been better hanging out here, you know, avoiding it a little longer. My information is that that, that the moon soul trap, which is where it was coming from is um, has been taken out. And so we don't have that. Now I also even have children who have had memories it doesn't mean you can't be, like you said, snatch. So we think everything's just, you get out of here, everything's happy, hunky-dory now. Nowhere, you got to get the heaven, perfect everything, perfect body, perfect world thing out of your mind. Never in zagillion non-years is that ever going to happen. Can you find a planet of peace? Yes. Could it be invaded? Yes, and they have. I mean, how do you think the Galactic Federation of Non-Light grew to 500,000 planet world members by conquer some joined but mostly by conquering and taking over rescuing saving that planet so you can my one daughter um, before she incarnated she had memories where she was held on a reptilian ship not in the light trap but she got another trap she got snatched in between lives and tortured in a reptilian ship before they traded her and funneled her back here. Notice the trading. So there's a lot more that goes on even than the white light, although that is their main, was their main apparatus. But if you aren't a powerful being and you don't know who you are, you don't remember who you are, you don't understand what this construct is and you don't and haven't had any um, solid true, being the keyword access out of here with the multiverse, then you could very easily go right back into another trap, worse trap. I mean, there's worse things uh, then coming back here, I mean, I think being tortured on a reptilian ship for infinite years, it sounds kind of bad to me. I mean, I'll take my luck here, you know? So there's worse things. It's not even getting out of here. I'm a little flippant about it. I just want to get out of here. That's not true. No, I want to get out of here and choose how I'm going to express my infinite source of consciousness and where. 
I want freedom to do that. Whether I want to be with the cetaceans, I've been cetacean before. Whether I want to be with the lyrians, I've been lyrian before. That's another misnomer we're not taught. When you are a being of infinite consciousness, you have chosen to express yourself many times with many different soul families. You might've been a tree, you might've been a bug, you might've been a planet, you might've been a ship, you might've you might have been nothing. You might have been on your own created paradise for 700 million years, you know? So we were so limited. We have to break the limits because we're not going to come into force and power and collectively get ourselves out of here if we don't understand the true essence of who we are. Yes, and I think that that's a big setup from the beginning, right? Is to, <clears throat> to erase our memory and make us to where we don't figure out who we are, what we're doing here. It's everything. an entire everything mystery. Is, everything. Everything is staged. Why do you think they drown us with these patterns? Like even neutral things, sports. So anybody that's ever been a committed advocate, whether you're watching sports or playing sports, it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of time to watch sports. It takes a lot of time to play sports. It takes a lot of time to be in relationships. Marriage to me is a big distraction and a big crazy thing. Relationships, sex, the reptilian brain. Do people have sex out of sight of here? Absolutely. But it's not this raw, animalistic, vagus nerve reptilian brain drive. It's a very conscious um, I don't want to say, you know, loving because love isn't even a concept that's true outside of here uh, because emotions are chemical. And when you're in infinite consciousness, unless you choose to go back into another avatar that has chemical emotions, you don't have emotions, people. So when people say live by your emotions or live by 528 hertz, that's not even entirely accurate. We just don't have words. How do you have words to express infinite creative fire creation consciousness, which is what you are? You don't. That's that's all I can say. We don't know or remember what that's like, but you can start to remember. I mean, even you talked about being triggered with your memory of Bigfoot. You can be triggered as you start turning off your nervous system, which is so hard. Everyone we test has their nervous system on. You need to have silence. You need to be alone and you need to be okay with being alone in silence. You need to ask for assistance because many of you don't just have one star family to assist. Some of you have thousands of beings that are waiting and willing and do assist. That's how some of us have survived and they haven't taken us out already. You've been assisted. Some of you might call them angels. There's in my research in the last couple of years, there are, there's no such thing as angels and demons. The bird tribe um, and some of the aliens that look like, um, that have wings, and some of you had wings as gods and goddesses, and they were cut off. And a lot of um, people experience a lot of shoulder blade weirdness because we see the outline of some of the wings growing back in more highly evolved people, which is super interesting. We're starting to see the holographic wings. Would that be something if humans started walking around with wings and we could fly? That'd be pretty cool. We probably wouldn't last very long. But um, yeah, so there's just a lot to that. There's just a lot that people aren't, how, who are we taught that from? People are like, well, what book should I read? There's no book. What book on paranormal should I read? There's no truthful 100% book on the paranormal you can read. What book on Bigfoot? There's no truthful, what book on dying? There's no books on this. What book on aliens? There's just none, right? I mean, I haven't found any. Now we can get, even what I say isn't 100% true probably because none of us know. We only know what we know right now. And some of us are more connected than others. And some of us have more memory than others, but there's threads of truth. I was just watching um, Super Soldier and he had a guy on there and I ran him through my tech. The guy wasn't trying to be deliberately deceptive. He wasn't, you know, there are charlatans in the 
movement that are, they're just lying for money and fame. And some of them are paid by the CIA to lead us on goose. But this poor guy was saying he was like a Stargate time traveler. He's not, you know what you have when you're a Stargate time traveler, you have the frequency of a time gate star traveler and he had, didn't have it in his field. So I know he's not. Some of the things he said were true. Some of them were false, but we're so programmed into seed. They give us cover memories of our own lives. Um, there's people that have talked to their brothers and sisters and cousins. And they're like, remember that time that we went to that swimming hole we spent all day and we all got sunburned and we came back and grandma had chicken and cherry pie. And five of the six people say, no. Now, could they be memory wiped? Yeah. Or could you just have a great cover memory because time stopped because they stop they stop time all the time in the day and night and take whole towns and whole groups of people and we have um, I'm actually going to have the guy uh, what's his name Terry Lovelace you might have heard of him he's going to be on um, in my class on Wednesday he'll talk to you all day about how they just stop time and do all sorts of things to you in the middle of the day. But, uh, you know, so then what is that that's probably a cover memory that happy swimming hole time is probably something else was going on. So we just don't know so much, don't you think? 100%. And it's, uh, it's amazing just hearing you say all that because I, I feel like I'm listening to a copy of myself right now. It's, uh, it's honestly incredible. Um, Great. Yeah, so I'm so happy. I'm so encouraged uh, by you. I mean, it's very hopeful that there's other people that I believe have solid threads of truth and multiple yeah. threads that we can be sharing with each other and with audiences. It's very, I, it almost makes me want to cry. Seriously. It's very touching. Um, I, it encourages me that there is awakening, that people are connecting. Um, it's encouraging, you know? So when you think about these uh, screen memories and uh, a lot of these different kinds of um, programs that they have us on, like, uh, you know, the, the SSP programs, MK Ultra programs, the, the super soldier programs. Um, I think that a lot of us have been involved in a, in a lot of those programs and we just don't remember that, you know, and, and our mind have, has been wiped and we've been implanted with a lot of these kinds of screened memories like you were just, uh, you know, kind of bringing up. So do you think it's important for someone to try and go back and remember a lot of those things? Because a lot of them, I've heard a lot of people talk about them and had a few and um, super soldiers and SSP assets on my show. And, and a lot of their, a lot of what they talk about isn't good. It's a lot of uh, traumatic events and a lot of negativity and a lot of uh, uh, different things. So I, I'm just kind of curious if it's. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. If it's even worth it to kind of get those memories back i mean is it is it would it would it be better if we just didn't uh try and go there or do you think awareness of it is important i love this question because what we see with the technology and running scans on people is the high amount of accumulated trauma not just from 
possibly trillions of past lives, but from being in these programs, you wake up and you're so traumatized. I mean, I wake up regularly with needle marks, you know, fingerprint grab hand bruises, you know, I, I only have dogs. I don't think my dogs can make like handprints, um, you know, all sorts of things. I wake up and I've tested, run blood tests and urine tests and I have heroin and cocaine and um, Molly and a whole bunch of uh, all the mind control drugs. I mean, it's just crazy. So somebody's putting them in here. Could somebody come and be shooting me up? Yes, maybe. And just leaving me there. I don't know for what purpose. So they're either bodily freezing time and taking me um, or they're doing something with me, you know, in my home, but either way, it's not good. So do we need to remember all the details? One of my pet peeves, I'm going to get in trouble. I'll probably never be invited by, and I've talked to James and he's wonderful. I love James Rink, but I'll probably never get invited on Super Soldier because I get this vibe off of Super Soldiers and you can tell me what you get. Like, I'm so important. I'm a super soldier. Like, I'm so cool. Like, I have this really cool suit. I turn into Catwoman. I turn into Dogman. I turn, you know what I mean? I turn into this superhero. But I do have to tell you something. So a lot of my clients um, in the past 15 years, I've had a lot of Marvel um, comic book artists as my clients. And what they told me is when they are first hired to draw a character, they're given um, notes and on the notes, and they showed me some of them, it's from the military. Their notes to draw these comics. So they're drawing the actual hybrids, I think, that are in the, I mean, it's not a far jump to say, probably in these programs and on other places, realms, timelines, you know, dimensions, Antarctica, yada, bases. Um, so I thought that was really interesting. And also all those, you know, are 100% true. So again, we are those characters. We are those superheroes, even the hybrids. Most of us are multiple hybrids. Here's my thing. And I stumbled into this. I didn't even go in looking for this. I kind of have a prison. If you guys ever watch Prison Break, I have a really weird brain, which I think we all do as we come back into our wholeness and fullness, where I see patterns and I can think on like eight different levels at the same time. So as I run hundreds of people through my tech and thousands of people, I see patterns. One of the most shocking patterns in the past year that I've seen, to be honest with you, I have not found one person clone simulation because, you know, most people are clones and simulations or fire creation spirit. That's not in my labs. That's not in MK, hardcore MK ultra. I mean, hardcore MK ultra. When I say that, I mean, they took you as a baby. They froze time. They put you in Langley. They tortured you. They, then you went to Montauk. You went through that. You probably experimented in the time control. You probably did, you know, the chair. You probably, um, personally, they put me in looking glass. Um, but we're all, I think we're all, all the fire creation definitely are funneled through all those programs. So if you're an SSP, you're being my lab still is my guess, maybe not every night, but pretty regularly. Um, and you're also probably hardcore Montauk kid or adult, wherever you went, probably kid and teenager to be trained. And you've probably been trained at Langley. If you've been trained at Langley, you have a three letter agency or MI6, whatever, I guess that's kind of three letters, um, either foreign or domestic, you have a clone in the intelligence agencies. Why? Do you think the intelligence agencies could run without fire creation spirits? No, they take part of your spirit and they put it in a clone body. This whole world, I'm telling you, there is nothing on here that does not run by us. Once you realize that you're really controlling the game, because who's controlling the game? If there's no game, which this is a game, if there's no game without us, who are the real controllers of the game? When you realize that you're the real controllers, you step up on it. Pet people, this, I think that's how they deal with their trauma. I think by saying I'm important and I'm special and I have these psychic abilities, and I'm not saying 
Of course, fire creation beans are special, but they're no more special than you or me or any other fire creation beans. We're all in just separate reflections of infinite divine fire creation consciousness. We're all one. We're just have a point of attention from this body, from your body, you have your point of attention and they have their point of attention. So I think nobody wants to hear it. So I'm really glad you're letting me say it. You haven't ended the show yet, but nobody in the super soldier movement seems to want to hear that. They want to feel special. But the problem is, I think they're trying to deal with their trauma by sharing their stories. But to me, they're not really releasing it. They're not really releasing the trauma. And we can tell from our tech whose nervous system is turned off. Barely anybody on this planet, clone or real, knows how to turn off their nervous system. You have to turn off your nervous system to start healing. But we're re-traumatized during the day with CERN and all the other technologies because they just stop time whenever they want. And people say, how can I tell? Give me some proof. Well, if you're a woman and you grow hair anywhere, have you ever shaved your legs and the next morning, your hair is like this long? Maybe, maybe they messed with time a little bit. Or a man, I mean, you have a beard. I mean, hair growth is, seems weirdly non-affected by the time stopping. Um, sometimes I have food that I've left out overnight, like a cupcake. And the next morning it's like moldy. And I'm like, how did that get moldy overnight? It probably didn't, probably some time stuff going on. So there's just so much we don't know. But my wish for the fire creation spirits is that we stop bragging about our trauma, stop bragging about being tortured, and let's start healing, finding the things that work and helping each other heal, and then checking on that healing. And you know what? If you come to me and you say, oh, well, I used your tech on you, and it says you're lying about that. I'm like, thank you for telling me. I mean, I've written panels that that are darkness. I've written like... Um, really, really panels about working on our shadow and working on our darkness, because we've got to accept all of ourselves and we've got to embrace it because there is no right and wrong in an infinite creative being. There's just choice and choice. So you've got to embrace all of you and you got to own it and you got to love it. And one morning, three years ago, for the first time, I'm 52, for the first time in my life at like 49, I woke up and I said, the only time, and this is sad in my life, I woke up and I said out loud, you know what? I like myself, all of me, all the bad, all the good. And, and there has to be that acceptance. You know, if you've killed people, if you torture people, we all have, we all have any fire creation being that is more than a second old. We've done it all. We've been the perpetrators. We've been the victims. We've raped, we've pillaged, we've murdered, and we've done it in mass amounts. We all need to get over ourselves and get on with creating what we choose to out of here. And so that's what I help people do. People, you know, they, they get a scan from me. I always say, people don't pay me to tell them what's right about them. They pay me to tell, like, face your darkness. Like, what can we fix? What can we release? What can we let go? And we can pick up all those layers of programming about money and abundance and creation and sickness and and we can tell if you've been in the programs. Like I could, I mean, if I ran you, I can tell, you know, what you did, what your jobs were, why? Because we carry all our memories in our energy field. We think we, we carry them in our mind and they can drug them out, but they can't. We're infinite consciousness that every planet runs on, every universe runs on, every timeline runs on, every realm runs on. We cannot be stamped out. We gotta stop thinking that we're this little small victim and we gotta rise. Sorry, it's a big thing. <laughs> that was beautiful. And you've taken the words right out of my mouth again. I appreciate you so much, Kimberly. So what 
how does your program uh, run? Uh, what kind of technology and how does it work? Well, um, I have two apps, one I developed, but I'm like a software person. Like I'm the creative person that comes in the front. And of course I have hardware engineers that come in the back and make what I say happen. So I'm not a hardware. Um, and a, a wonderful man named Ryan developed my medical technology that I use, but I think it's my software programming of it that sets it apart. So it's the tool, you know, we can use a scalpel and we can kill a hundred people or we can use a scalpel, we can heal a hundred people. So I choose to apply my technology more metaphysically to the things that most people can't tell. Most people can't look at you and say, you were in my labs, you were taken last night. This is what you did. This is where you went. This is, you've been to Mars. You've been an Aries prime resident. You know, you've been in the MK Ultra programs. You were trained in Langley, Virginia. You've been SSP 2040, you know, it's fact. My tech is hundred percent accurate. Again, how do I know? Well, number one, I've been using it for 20 years and it's never failed me. I, I stake my life, my dog's life and my kid's life on it. And I say that all the time and anybody's welcome to prove me wrong. Um, I can interpret it wrongly, but that's rare because I've learned how to write better and better so that doesn't happen as the years go by the back end programming. But you know, we have all these people we go to and these mediums and these psychics and we carry all the information our own being and they've allowed us, that's why I think we're at the end of this construct in the age because they've given us this technology. I mean, I've been using this for 10 years. They haven't killed me yet. It must be at the end of the age. Like what's going on? Um, I just think it's brilliant that we, we can tell ourselves what's going on in our lives, you know, and how to heal. And even the technology is able because it's quantum technology and it connects outside of here. It connects to the all. So it connects to you, which has 100% accurate information and then it connects to the all. So there's no question about you that we cannot answer with an outside perspective that doesn't have an opinion. And you know, all of us as psychics and people and in a human avatar, we all have these blind spots and these weaknesses, but the technology doesn't. So I'm just able to help massive amounts of people. So I do think it's important for me, and, and I didn't answer your question, I got off on my power up tangent, <laughs> but for me, it healed me when I found out I was an SSP 20, 40, 60, and 80, because as a kindergartner, I felt so effed up. I can't even tell you, like, I can't tell you. I felt, I, I can't, I have no words for my childhood experience, but when I learned and heard other super soldiers and, and I do appreciate them sharing because of this, I understood it made sense. If you're being age regressed and you still have memory, even though they wipe you or drug you, you still know somewhere in your being as an infinite expression of consciousness that you live these whole other lives, whether they were positive or whether you were flying slave ships, you know, you have that in you still to be accessed. So there's a knowing without the details. So I just knew I was really screwed up. And I was because I was in SSP. I was tortured. I have this crazy fear of dead things, like crazy, like if there was a dead mouse, I'd be on top of my table, even if we were doing a show screaming and calling my dad, like insane phobia of dead things. I don't even mean dead people. I mean, dead anything, any size, insane bird. Once it dies, like you can bleed all over me. I mean, you can put your organs on me. I worked with a heart transplant team. I don't care if you're living fine. You know, I can deal with that, but dead. But then I found out through my technology and memories, which triggered memory, they used to lock me in coffins with dead people for MK Ultra, of course I'm gonna have a current insane phobia and it stopped me from being what I wanted to be. I cannot be a medical doctor because I cannot pass 
the classes with the cadavers. I have not been, I cannot get past that dead. It's so tortured into me. And so a lot of you are anxious and obsessive and you think it's you. So when you learn it's not you, there is a healing in that, but there's a lot more to go from there. For my last question, uh, before I let you go, uh, what's some simple things that, that people can kind of do? I'm sure that you, you, we've already kind of gone over it in this uh, entire conversation, but to try and break out of this construct that the, that the controllers kind of want us in this very limited uh, perspective, because I think that our entire reality is ran on perception, right? And however you perceive something and then becomes reality in your world, right? So is there a few things that maybe you could, uh, tips or something that you can give some people that Absolutely. might be listening to help them uh, perceive things uh, differently? Because like you said, it's there is no right and there is no wrong. It's no, all it's based right. on your perception. And you can choose. And I do want to say this very clearly. If you choose to participate in the construct programs, that is your choice. And there's no judgment here for me ever. And I tell my clients that all the time. Um, I'm choosing not to because I desire to break free and, and choose something different. And that's just me. And, and I'm not in judgment of anyone that doesn't choose that. Um, however, I do believe it, you know, people say, why can't I see what you see? I also want you to examine the other side of that claim. Consider all the programs you're in, the, in the extent of them. And we didn't even, even go into, we could really probably spend a half hour or more on each program, law, medicine, education, you know, break it down. But one of the things I want to talk to you really quick about as we end is the food program. So the food program is designed to keep your avatar dense, but it's also designed to paralyze, <laughs> you're smiling. It's also designed to paralyze your spirit and keep you small, stop your psychic abilities, junk up um, the energy connections, the nadyas, the meridians, uh, the chakras as we're familiar with, uh, mess up your brain, cause calcifications. Oh, this is interesting too. This is what we found testing with the tech. I just have to drop this in, it's so exciting. So we're finding a high correlation between calcifications in the body. People test with a lot of stones and uh, you know artery calcifications, heart problems with um, jump gate traveling. So the people that are really active in the SSP because time travel in this avatar causes calcifications because of the back and forth. So anyway, I thought that was really interesting. But anyway, so if you do know you're in the SSP program, assume you have calcifications and you know, research or, you know, come ask me what your body wants, you know, to get rid of that. But, you know, things like apple cider vinegar, there's a lot you can do naturally, but the food program is really interesting because it really paralyzes you. And what I have found in my own life, and this may not be what you find in your life is intermittent fasting. I only eat one meal a day. And I can't tell you guys that alone. Whew, first of all, it's freed up time. You say you don't have time. Stop. Think how much time preparing, shopping, eating, washing up, cutting, slicing, doesn't even matter what you eat, whether you eat junk, throwing things away, taking out the trash from the meals, washing the dishes from the meal, like food prep and eating. Even if you're going to restaurants and getting fast food takes a lot of time. So you free up time. So if you say you don't have time, I'm gonna tell you drop a meal and see and use that time, you know, to pursue spiritual growth or meditation or journaling. Yeah, but I can't tell you, my energy level went up my mind got clearer and my abilities got sharper within a couple of weeks of starting to only eat one meal a day. Now, sometimes I eat the meal at noon. I try not to eat at, late at night, but I usually go, you know, 18 to 24 hours without food. And you know what? You complain about rising. You don't really have to worry about things like 
emergencies because you know you can already get by on one meal a day. You're trained your body to do that because this body, even though it's crappy and they made it crappy on purpose to distract us and contain us, it's also electrical and you can raise the frequency of the body and you can connect it to the all and it can work a lot better. And you can have access to a lot of the information that the metaphysical parts of it hold. So I'd suggest looking in and researching intermittent fasting. This is gonna be controversial. I believe, and this is a multiverse positive planet concept, but it's a choice. I believe in respecting all life. I even have a hard time like cutting a carrot now because of my sensitivity, because that's sentient and has life and emotions as well. But um, giving up meat also took me up another, <laughs> look at you. I know that's controversial. Um, everybody, yes, you need amino acids. Everything they've told us about everything is a lie. So do, I'm still experimenting with what I think we really need because I don't think any of the diets are right, to be honest. I'm just experimenting. I don't know the answers. Maybe you know the answers. I'm still experimenting. Possibly we all have different avatars. They mess, They still mess with when I take us. Do you think they don't mess with your DNA? You have positive beings taking you at night too, messing with your DNA and helping and upgrading. So your DNA today could be completely different from what it was two weeks ago. Maybe you need to eat completely differently or drink completely differently. So giving up as much sugar as you can also has up-leveled me. So I used to drink, you know, I'm in the South, you're in West Virginia, uh, you know, sweet tea is a big thing. So I had to give up my sweet tea and now I drink uh, flavored water or water. It's hard for me to drink water. I don't know why, probably because we're supposed to drink water. So it's hard. Um, what else? Oh, I never wear shoes ever. I mean, anyone who knows me knows this. I've been caught like driving 30 minutes into town and I'm like, well, guess we'll be going anywhere today. Cause I, I keep my shoes in the car, but sometimes I remove them. So, uh, yeah. So being grounded releases so much of the EMF that we're being bartered with and the static electricity. And a lot of you, when I test you, your polarity is reversed. So the quickest way you can, you don't have to go to a heel. You don't have to pay money. You don't have to pay me. Just go out and stop being such a pansy. Get your feet toughened up and stand in your soil, walk in your grass garden, get in touch with organic sentient life that isn't programmed avatars going to baby showers, eating three meals a day, buying the house, buying cars, getting married, going to weddings, getting drunk, going to the bar, going to baseball games over and over doing the same thing. Like get, learn how to relate because there's a lot that this other form of life can teach yourself on your face that can teach you. And um, essential oils, you want to heal yourself. It doesn't even matter what they are. They all show huge promise, especially in picking up the trauma at night. So if you go to bed and put essential oils on, oh, I'm so sensitive, my skin break, put them on your feet, put them on the bottom of your feet. I know every excuse that a client will say, oh, I could tell you excuses all day long, you know, um, or, you know, put it in the corner in the shower, breathe it in, but essential oils are great. Resin, frankincense, resin, healing, healing for, uh, I don't wanna say the C word, the C word, healing for uh, emotions, healing for trauma, burn resin. Think about what the ancients did because you ancient is closer to you eternal than the you now. So let's go back to some of the things that we did. Um, you know, Palo Santo wood, things like that. Um, the shofar playing. I, we test for the shofar. Everyone I test, you should be playing the shofar. Yes. I'm not a big Bible fan. It's a script, yada, yada, but the shofar had a frequency. I believe that story is true or a story like it was true that knocked down the walls of Jericho. We find that playing the shofar in the morning, I also played outside, I'm sure my neighbors love me, and inside it clears the negative entities, which you all have, 
from your house. If you don't think you have entities, I'll tell you really quick, I know I'm taking up too much time. Go to bed, turn off the light in your room, turn on your hall light, sit on your bed or lay on your bed, kind of relax for a couple minutes, don't go to sleep. Then open your eyes, tilt your head and look under your door. You will see creatures running under your door 100% of the time in every house. You have spirits and beings in your house. If you don't want them there, by frequency, invite the ones that don't like a higher frequency, which the shofar historically is a higher frequency to leave. I could tell you a million hints, but I'll stop. <laughs> Thank you so much, uh, Kimberly. That was amazing. I appreciate you coming on my show. Uh, I hope everyone enjoyed hearing uh, from the different version of me because I feel like <laughs> I was just talking to myself the entire time. That's why I was uh, a little well, you're weird great. in there. Like I just, uh, I, we probably could have gone on for two or three hours just about, uh, you know, everything because we were basically everything that you said, I, I have, uh, I believe, and I've probably said uh, multiple times and I appreciate you taking the time to come on the show. And I hope uh, everyone really, really enjoyed that conversation because I mean, I don't know if it was uh, the, the best of work that I've done, but uh, she was just channeling me through that entire thing. So <laughs> Then it was the best work you've done. Uh, Is there anywhere uh, people can find your work? Is say they want a a scan? uh, uh, Where can they do that? Where can they find you? Yeah, secret to everything. Uh, I can't. You have me. I can't even think. I can barely think of my own website. You have me like so, like out of my body, like connected. Because being with you, like that's what happens when like because you're like a part of me and I'm part of you and it's cool. And we're on like the same frequency. Uh, you can barely think of the name of my own way. Secret to everything.com, uh, secret to everything. I have YouTube. You can find me all over. I'm sure you'll drop some links. So I'll just let you do that. Awesome. Thank you so much. And I'm the exact same way uh, right now. I'm, uh, I'm basically a loss for words, the entire thing. So I, I uh, appreciate you. And uh, I would love to have you back on at, uh, at any time, really. Love to come. Thank you so much. My privilege. Uh, for everyone else, thanks uh, for watching and listening. Um, uh, thanks to everyone uh, that's in the chat. Please be sure to hit that thumbs up button to help out the channel and the YouTube algorithm. Share, subscribe, hit the bell icon as well for notifications. The link to my channel on Odyssey is in the description. Hit the follow button over there as a backup. You can also catch this episode and any other episode on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts too. You can also download them on Spreaker.com. Uh, on your device for free. Uh, Links are in the description. Uh, Thank you again, Kimberly. Uh, Appreciate you so much. And I'm looking forward to uh, bringing you back on sometime in the future. I'd love to. Thank you. Remember, we're not only in a spiritual war, but a war on humanity. Stay aware, stay alert, keep loving your heart for everyone and stay safe out there. See you guys next week.